Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome into Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. Of course, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and more. We're also on Dash Radio every single weekday, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on their Nothing But Net channel. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Get us over 12,000 subscribers. We've got Royal Shepherd. Ariel Gad and everybody else on the five R post up show that's going on as we speak. So when you're done listening to this, make sure you catch up with them. It's a little bit of a looser format than this is. And of course, five reasonsports.com with all of the latest South Florida sports content without a paywall. Make sure you check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. You know, a lot of them, a lot of them here are local here in South Florida. Nothing is more local than Miami grill for over 30 years. Miami grill has brought you, the big favorites from the big cities, they feature authentic ingredients prepared fresh to order with the best cheesesteaks, wings, gyros, burgers, and more. Don't just bring dinner home, bring home Miami. Order online or in person, pick up, drive through, dining, and delivery available at all locations. If you're craving it, they're making it. Make sure you get some Miami Grill on Monday. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. I've got Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Salito. Again, I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can find us at Greg Sylvander, Tropical Blanket, and at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. Well, tonight, the Miami Heat beat the Charlotte Hornets in a game that they had to have. They were dominant in the third quarter. And I will say this just to start here, Greg, as we sort of get to the floor plan, which is to dissect one of the better victories of the season. This may be the first game all year, and I'm probably missing one or two that I feel like everybody who played played well. And I'm not talking about the minute of garbage time, but I'm talking about until then. If you go through the box score tonight, but also just talk about what everybody contributed, everybody played their role tonight. Trevor Ariza gave them cutting when they needed early in the game, made smart decisions. Bam had an excellent all-around game. Jimmy was aggressive early when he needed to be, but set teammates up. Kendrick Nunn had another of those scoring performances where he was efficient. Uh, You take a look, obviously, Duncan Robinson, the slow start, the early fouls. He missed some shots, but then he made threes as the game went on. He stayed with it. And then the bench. Deadman tremendous in the third quarter. Shout out to our Brady Hawk, who said this might be the best Deadman game. It might have been, actually, considering the circumstances. Dragic was, had his burst tonight, gave them exactly what he gave them in the bubble last year, which is not what we've seen for most of the season. Iguodala was okay, um, and then he got hurt at the end. And I know I'm missing somebody else off that bounce. Struess, I thought, gave them some pretty good minutes also. Everybody who played tonight, Greg, played well. I don't know that we could have said that in many games this season. It's true. It's funny how it it appears slowly but surely that things are starting to come together. Um, you know the 
the Charlotte broadcast pointed this out and I haven't gone back to, to reconcile if it's accurate, but I think they said uh, as the game closed that the heat have won 13 of 19 now. And uh, you look at the last two games, they uh, eclipsed 120. So the offense is cranking on all cylinders. I like the fact that, um, that although they didn't shoot well from three, so they only shot 29%, 11 11 from 38, and they allowed 42%, which is way above league average from Charlotte. Um, And they still, you know, gutted out this victory. They out-rebounded Charlotte, which is something I'm watching like a hawk as as the the little bit of box score watching that we're going to do. That's one of them that I'm watching, but you're right. Like Bam got to his stuff and he looked really good. He looked aggressive when he needed to be aggressive. Jimmy got to the line when initially he kind of like shelved his offense initially and like didn't shoot much and was kind of, you know, really eased into the game. And then you talk about Goran. The last couple of games, he's looked really spry. He's turning the corner in a different way. I feel like that is a huge development. Um, so yeah, you're right. Like this was one of those complete games and they had to have it combined with the Boston loss. We were sitting uh, all by themselves in the sixth seed. Well, you talk about Goran too. I mean, uh, you know, this also comes second night of a back-to-back, which is a game that we didn't know that he was going to play. He was listed as questionable. I do think the importance of the game probably pushed him to play. And, and if you didn't have Goran tonight, you would have had Gabe Vincent minutes. And, you know, I don't know necessarily as, as erratic as Goran has been at times this year, if that's something you wanted. Uh, give, give me the one player for you, Alex, that made the biggest difference tonight. Well, um, I guess when you throw out that prompt, my answer is Dwayne Debman, just because he takes pressure off of Goran and all of a sudden, like when he's going, when when uh, Goran is going, those bench units are actually good. The past couple of games, they looked pretty good. Like, you know, they went on that run, uh, you know, at the end of the third quarter and it's like, wow, you know, there's some life on the team when Jimmy and Bam aren't on the floor. It's really nice to see, man. And I like, Deadman is in such a great role because and I think uh, Crotty, John Crotty talked about it on the broadcast tonight. I, I don't remember if it was him or Eric Reed. They said, oh, by the time he comes out, he's gassed. But when he's out there, he's so productive. And and it feels great because it's like it, it felt like those bench units before were relying on Goron a little bit too much to ju- just kind of create from high pick and roll over and over and over. And maybe, you know, when Goran doesn't have to do everything in the bench unit, it kind of makes it easier on him, I think. He looks really good. Uh, he's playing well with Kendrick. Kendrick had another great game tonight. But Deadman being there uh, just kind of solidifies things down there when Jimmy and Bam are off. Before. Well, you mentioned Deadman, and look, I, I, I probably we probably all drawn this comparison before, but it's really starting to stick now. I mean, this is Birdman 2013. Birdman, yep. Birdman. It is the last time that they've gotten this kind of an impact uh, from a big off the bench. And and, and the same thing as that time. You know, that, was a, that was a player who was inactive for the entire season for a different reason, not for the injury in that case. And, that, and with Birdman, it had to do with them. They had to investigate a situation with him. And then he comes in and they went 37 and three. Now, now they're not going 37 and three with Deadman. I think they're seven and three at this point, but the impact when Crotty said that, and I know Crotty knows this because he was around that team too, even though he was doing radio at the time, that's what it was with Birdman. Basically Spolscher's thing with, with, with Chris Anderson was just go play your minutes hard. Like we, we don't care. just play your minutes hard and we'll get Bosch back out there when you're done, just expend your energy. And that's basically what Deadman's. I mean, you look at Deadman's numbers. I mean, this isn't like just the kind of stuff where Spolster after a game would say about a guy, 
well, he does things you don't see in the box score, like which he does the boxing out. I mean, he had one, he had one sequence today, which, uh, you know, he defended two guys on the way to the rim, boxed them both out, tipped the rebound to himself and started a break. But it's not just that he legitimately is putting up numbers like beyond. I mean, yeah. it is the box score in, in 13 minutes tonight. He had 14 and eight. And he's averaging eight and six in 13 minutes. So like even on the smaller scale, if you like take out this, like obviously this was a spike in his production, he's been so efficient in his minutes. So it is Birdman-esque and it's exactly what they needed. Like they needed a hard-nosed player. Like I've yet to see anybody push him around. And that's no. something I didn't know about Dwayne Dedman before he arrived. I don't that, think like, we knew a lot about Dwayne. De- I mean, it's not just that he's a hype man for his teammates. They don't, really have that this is not he's out there talking a lot you can see it on the yeah yeah i mean he he hypes him on the court he hypes him off the court here's another some numbers as i'm looking at the box score tonight because we talk about how good the bench was well look they didn't i mean struce was three of eight had seven points i don't know how many times this happened this season how many times this year has Dragic led the team in shots yeah, I mean, there was there was that Chicago game where he went crazy in the second half that maybe he probably like got near that. But I mean, I'm totally just going off the top of my head. He had 18 shots tonight. Next on the team were none and bam with 13. Jimmy had eight. OK, Jimmy had eight. Uh, this was a formula from last year where especially in the bubble where Goran led them in shot attempts. And now he wasn't especially efficient because he was one of six from three, but he was six of 12 from two. I'm at the point with Goran. I would prefer the numbers from two be good. <laughs> I, the, the numbers from three, like oh, he still is, a, you know, a capable three point shooter. When the numbers are from two are good. That means he's getting to his spots. That means he's getting to the rim. That's and, he's a difference and, maker. It's huge for them. And and the other thing you mentioned, none, Alex. I mean, another one. I mean, now they're they're seven and one uh, since in, in his last date with with him playing uh, eight of 13 from the field tonight. Uh, and he was he was five of five from two. Kendrick Nunn has become pretty close to an elite finisher. Uh, he's now 74 percent from the rim. Wow. This season. And he's he's automatic with that left hand. He gets to the other side of the rim. He is automatic. He has n- numerous ways that he can finish. And I I just and the other thing, playing the passing lanes tonight, uh, that was a big steal. They overcame some mistakes too. I I texted Greg after halftime that sequence at the end of the first half, which was not Goran's best moment. Uh, he didn't he didn't let the clock run enough. And then there was the leak out. And that was a five point swing. And then the Heat gave up the first five of the second half. Like, that's the kind of game, guys, that That has gotten away from them, right? right. It didn't tonight. Yeah, no, like two, three weeks ago, even, like we would have seen that game slip. Um, And, you know, you go back to Kendrick Nunn. Another reason why I agree with you about Goran Dragic uh, and that, like, him getting to the two-point field goals is almost just as vital to this team as uh, him shooting well from three. A lot of that has to do with the way Kendrick Nunn is shot from three. Like he's replacing anything we would have expected from Goran. I mean, in 10 games in April, 41% from three on seven attempts for Kendrick Nunn. I mean, like that to, I don't think any of us expected that. I think I saw recently somebody tweeted that he's getting close to the, to the 50, 40, 90. It, like, is that, it, it, yes. he's within yes. range. That, yes. That's just mind boggling. 
I mean, for a player that was shelved for a month, um, Alex, you mentioned something else. I want to dive in a little deeper with you. And then after the break, we're going to project forward. Um, you, I, you or Greg uh, about Bam tonight. He had PJ Washington as a starter against him. We've seen Bam will struggle at times against uh, smaller guys that he doesn't punish them. I did think tonight his mindset from the very beginning was to punish the smaller player against him. I, I, I think that's, that's from, a, from his aggression, I think, feeds the rest of this team. He did a great job of it in the first quarter, and I think that's something that he's actually been uh, steadily improving on over the past month or two. Like, he's doing it more often, although it's still not something that he does, uh, you know, very frequently. I just think, you know, he's he's on that growth. He's on that growth trajectory right now. He's adding it more and more to his game. And the more that it keeps working, like he, he has the you hit a guy with a basic post move and you get an easy an easy basket. He's like, oh, wow, we need offense. You got a small guy on you uh, deep in the paint. That's uh, pretty damn close to 100 percent shot. When you're talking about somebody with the soft touch that Bam has and, and the, the handle, like it's just easy for him. If you have a slower guy, he can get by him. If he has a smaller guy, give him an easy post move. And I think he, he had that first part figured out, and now he's figuring out the second part. And it's all part of uh, Bam's trajectory. And, look, I, I do got to give Kendrick a whole lot of props. He, he, he's somebody that has figured out his game. Like, he is so polished and solid now on both ends of the floor. He's not, you know, he's not somebody who is elite on defense, but he, he is fine out there. He's making deflections. He He's reading – uh, the, the zones and the traps just fine. Like he, he, he's, he is where he needs to be. And then on offense, like, although he's, he plays outside in when he does get those attempts at the rim, like he is so accurate, like you said, and he's not somebody who's getting to the rim first and shooting second, but like the fact that you're getting, you're getting such high efficiency from him as a shooter. And as somebody who, when he gets run off the line, like can get downhill and, and, and get, get you an easy layup. Like, it's great. He's just kind of polished up every aspect of his game, and and I got to give him a lot of props. Well, we're going to project forward with him after the break because we, we've got to get to what, what awaits them. They've got, uh, obviously, uh, a couple of important games coming up this week, but also there may be some personnel stuff we need to talk about. But before we do, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friends over at Seltzer Mayberg, right before the Golden Glades in North Miami. They handle all kinds of law. They can do your real estate law. They can do immigration law. They can handle your divorce. You need a defense attorney. Whatever you need, Seltzer Mayberg can handle it. But beyond that, if you've been hurt in a car accident, we always tell you, reach out to them. They are specialists in slip and falls and in personal injury and all of that kind of stuff. Reach out to the law offices of Seltzer Mayberg. The phone number is 855-5000-LAW. It's 855-5000-LAW or go to onecalllegal.com. That's O-N-E, calllegal.com. Here's the big thing. Mention five reasons to the good people down there, whether it's Eric or Mendy or David or Cassandra or anybody down there, Joe, and you'll get a free consultation. They got 24-7 availability on that website at onecalllegal.com, O-N-E, calllegal.com. They'll make sure you work directly with an attorney to get you the compensation that you deserve. Again, the phone number, 855-5000-LAW, and make sure you mention five reasons. All right, Will, you just came off the best performance in a long, long time in a really critical game, this is not necessarily, I was saying this early on guys in this game, not a team you necessarily want to see in a plan. Uh, they just, they got a lot of shooting. 
They got a lot of guards that they can rotate in. They're kind of unconventional. I, I they reminded me, but then I realized, Greg, you're actually the one to put this in my ear. I think on a pod, they, they remind me of that 2003-4 Heat team. They really do. I mean, Lamelo Ball may not be Dwayne Wade, but there's some similarities in terms of the way the team's built. A lot of flexibility, heavy on their guards, on their you know, and and their perimeters to get things done, not particularly big. Uh, that 0304 team had Brian Grant playing as an undersized center. Uh, th- there's a lot there that you can see. Not a team that you want in a punch-out type game. I, I, they are dangerous, no matter what happened tonight. So this is a big win tonight. And, and beating them, and also we saw the Knicks. We knew they'd beat Houston, but uh, Boston losing. A couple of Boston's players getting hurt at the end of the game. We'll see how that plays out. A couple of their key guys but we got to project forward. There are two guys that didn't play tonight in what was one of the heat's better rhythm performances of the season. And what, where are we now with, uh, I mean, Oladipo let's put to the side for a second. Okay. Because I keep hearing conflicting things about whether he's coming back or not coming back or whether they even really want him to come back. I heard something today that they're kind of like, eh, yes. Okay. No. Okay. Like I, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not pushing. What do you do with Tyler Hero at this point? So I know I was the big proponent of that Tyler would not be pulled out of the rotation, and I still believe that there's a place for him and that if he plays well enough, Spolstra will go back to trusting him. So I'm not losing sight of that, but I will concede that um, there is no doubt that Kendrick Nunn is not, not going to be pulled. He's playing too well. He's too vital to what they're doing. They need him. Um, so it, it, it will be a situation where, where Tyler hero is going to probably be eased back in. I think if he gets the opportunity to play before the regular season ends, maybe those last couple games, if there's, um, you know, some stuff that gets a little ironed out from a seedings perspective, you give him a little bit of run, get him some burn. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm going completely 180 here. I know I said Tyler Hero would never be pulled out of the rotation at this point. I just don't see a spot for him, especially if Depot were to come back also. Um, but this is all, you know, obviously provided that you have Gorin on a regular basis and Kendrick Nunn playing well. Alex, uh, the spot would seem to be Struess's spot unless Oladipo comes back. But uh, there was this great thread that Greg and you pointed out to me this morning by the Mad Heat fan, which kind of got into what, the unfairness to hero, uh, you know, of, of some, some of the criticism in the sense of what happened with him in the starting lineup early this season wasn't really his fault. It was who he was playing with, et cetera, that a lot of this also had to do with Spolstra not playing none, but also that the numbers with hero and Dragic together are just not good. They haven't been good all season and the Dragic none numbers actually, which were a problem early last year are good. So I'll ask you this, if the only solution is to basically, if you're going to start none, which I, I, I don't think there's any question you continue to start none. If you start none, then you've got to play Hero and Dragic together, right? So how is that survivable? It's, uh, it's a tough question. And, you know, I, I thought it was interesting because, we, you know, we, we went through that thread and we kind of had our own discussion about it in, in, the, in the group chat there. And it's interesting because I think you can, you don't have to play them together in the same way that you have the past couple of seasons where they, they kind of always share the bench units. And although it's been, you know, maybe the, the stronger bench unit maybe helps Tyler when he comes back to ease him in, like Leif said, but you don't have to necessarily play them that way. You can stagger them a little bit, not, you know, a hard stagger, but it, it, you just don't have to play them 100% of the time together. So I just think, there's creative ways that they can do it, but it's going to get tough if him and Oladipo come back just because 
Tyler needs to be is eased in. And I think the, the honest answer for me is this is the time to uh, maybe rest Goran, man. The playoffs are almost here. They've got like eight games left. And whenever one of them does come back, I think that's the time where you can start managing Goran's minutes a little bit more just because he looks good right now. And I think we, we've learned throughout the season with their ups and downs, like him and Andre need to be managed very carefully. Yeah, and uh, let me throw this at you, and we'll close here um, after we tell you about Biscayne Bay Brewing, the official beer of the Five Reasons Sports Network and the Miami Marlins. Make sure you ask for it uh, by name at your local grocer, whether it's Publix, Whole Foods, or any of the local restaurants. They just had a, a best-selling IPA month uh, at Whole Foods, so it's definitely something that you should check out. Let me just close here and just give me a simple yes or no. Is it possible if everybody's healthy and we're not assuming health for Oladipo at this stage, but if everybody's possible, can you bring, can you have a bench unit that includes Oladipo, Dragic and hero with Iguodala and, and, and Deadman? Can you, can you basically roll five? Cause we know Spolster doesn't like to roll 10 total. Is it even conceivable that the three of them that you Depot could place the three some, or, or perhaps hero plays the three some, is that even possible? It, it doesn't feel right. I feel like um, if ever there was going to be a year, and I'm going to keep this short, if ever there was a year where Spolstra was going to lean into maybe only playing seven and a half, like when, 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 the, when the bleep hits the fan as the playoffs come, I think this may be that year where as much as we talked about the depth of this team, it goes the opposite, and he really shaves the rotation back. So I just don't see a way you can get all three of those guys, especially with the way they fit. Can you, Alex? I low-key Ethan, I like this idea. Like it's not a terrible idea. I think you can try it out. I, I think Spo likes to have multiple guys who can put the ball on the floor. And I don't think this bench unit is above trying new things like that and just having one yeah. extra guy out there. Like we talked about just now, it's not like Tyler and Goron have everything figured out back there as far as shot creation and, and consistent scoring and production from the bench unit. So just adding Oladipo and maybe that's how you ease those guys back in because you're throwing Tyler back in there, but not with a lot of responsibility. So you could just go back to kind of balancing out, shooting a lot along with the handling while playing next to Goron and Depot. You know, you got Denman down there and having guys like that. The best part about that bench unit is no pressure on Iguodala to do anything with the ball. Mm -hmm. So it's great. Yeah. I, I like, I like that idea. You know, I'm not hundred percent sure it'll work. It's kind of funky, but Hey, try it out. I will say this. I never thought we would be at a stage here with what eight games left before the playoffs where we're talking about their four small guards, none Oladipo, Dragic and hero. And we're saying Kendrick Nunn is the guy who has to start and has to play. That's the, and it's true. There's no, I mean, they needed to shooting. Me, they needed shooting. So there bad. is, there is no debate though. There isn't to me, there is no debate. And the fact that there is no debate is remarkable and it's going to make for, a hellishly interesting and complicated off season, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun for us to cover and not a lot of fun for Pat, Spo, Andy and Adam and everybody else in that front office to kind of figure out. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with floor yours. Um, obviously I'll uh, Dallas game. We got both Alejandro and Alex will be there. I'll be there as well. So uh, we got full coverage for you going forward. Have a great night. Don't give them the Dion or the JJ contracts. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.